Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio CSL Podcast, the Business English Podcast. And I am here back with a little bit of a situation happening. So basically, I have an audio here. There is trouble at the plant, okay? So there is a CEO of a European division of Oriflame. Basically, this is a manufacturer of candles, right? And home fragrance products. But what ends up happening is a little bit of a huge issue, so we're going to be listening to the audio and then we're going to be dissecting it in a way that we uh, figure out what are some of the implications of this specific crisis, right? And so again, very, very excited to get back to this. We're going to be going into uh, the season 10 coming up probably towards the end of the year. So you guys got to stay tuned with that. Uh, stay tuned for that. It could be as early as November. So let's see. I probably got some surprises in store, but nonetheless, Let's dive into this audio and then we're going to dive into this business English segment. Here we go. Oh, who on earth can that be? Where's the, the light switch? Oh, uh, hello. Pete, is that you? Uh, yes. Who is this? It's Max. Max? Max, it's, well, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry, Pete, but this is an emergency. Well, it better be. I've got to be up in a few hours. I think you'd better get up right now, Pete. All hell's broken loose here. We're going to have to shut down the Hamburg plant immediately. What? It's the heat exchanger. We've got a leakage between the hydrogenation section and the oil heater. There's nothing we can do but stop all production straight away. Otherwise, the whole thing could go up. But, but Max, do you have any idea what you're saying? If you authorize a plant shutdown, everything grinds to a halt. We'll have container lorries backed up from Hamburg to Lubeck. Pete, do you think I don't know that? Tell me this isn't happening. It cost us millions last time. Okay, look, I have no idea how long it'll take me and Monica to get a flight, but we're on our way. I think that's best, Pete. I'll phone you to fix up a teleconference once we're airborne. Contact Francoise and Otto right away, will you? There's not a moment to lose. Monica? It's Pete. Look, I'm sorry to get you up at this unearthly hour, but there's been a disaster at the Hamburg plant. Yeah, better get dressed. I'll tell you about it on the way to the airport. So here we go, people. Now, this is, this is one of the big issues that I have with people who are executives of different companies, whether they're executives of a Hamburg plant or something like this, or executives of Apple TV or executives of Netflix, where they're getting hundreds of millions of dollars to do nothing. Uh, executives of any big company out there, they always have the final say. But it's crazy because they're so money driven that they could give a fuck about safety. So if we actually dissect, okay, what exactly is happening here, it seems like there's a big leakage that's happening at this specific plant. And if they don't cut down supply, the whole place could go up. And the first thing that this guy said was like, do you understand what you're saying? If we stop production, lorries are going to be this and money, 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 motherfucking money. It's not about people's lives. It's not about safety. It's not about people's well-being. It's basically about money. And this is one of the biggest problems when it comes to, you know, working for companies like this, because you get to see the true colors of some of the most ignorant executives that are at the top of these companies. They don't give a damn. Guys, I can tell you right now, going a little bit off topic here, but if you look at what's happening with the Writers Association out there in America, it's been four months since it's been shut down. 
you probably don't even understand the implications behind this, but understand that the writers are the ones that write out these movies. The goddamn directors, they don't write out these movies. It's the writers that actually do it. And so what I mean by that is all production has grind to a halt over the last four months. Yes, there are series. Maybe there is Netflix and the Apple TV that they have a lot of uh, like a lot of backup in terms of, you know, uh, series that are already finished that they could actually prolong and they could start um, uploading into the platform and they could move them forward. But to be honest with you, it's in crisis mode right now, because what if this extends through the end of the year? This is probably the longest, and it's so funny because there's so many people out there saying, oh, yeah, actors, 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 yeah, yeah, strike, because these movies suck. You don't, you don't understand. The writers that are actually writing these movies are the ones that are paid a base layer salary. They don't even get medical care. These actresses and stuff like that, well, the thing is, they're the ones that act out what the writers write down on the piece of paper. So now, considering that everything is finished, we're talking about the people who work outside, who sell the food, who have the vendors, this, that. Everybody is suffering. Not only that, but the entertainment industry in general. Remember during COVID? They started like uh they started playing movies um in the movie theaters throughout COVID that weren't even made, you know, or they they had already been made like 10 years prior. And they started replaying a lot of these movies so that these specific, you know, theaters and cinema can stay afloat. This is exactly what we're gonna see. We're going to see relaunches of movies that had come out like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. Re-emerging into the movie theaters because everything is shut down. Now, I don't, and, and this is the problem. You, you want to know why I'm telling you guys this is because executives are like, and these executives that make hundreds of millions of dollars a year, who we don't even know their names. We don't know who they are. They believe that writers shouldn't get medical insurance. They believe that given an extra $2,000, not even of their money, 2,000 of the overall dollars to writers so that they could have medical insurance for the year or something like that, absolutely not. They're not taking care of anyone who, anyone at the roots. So look at this metaphorically speaking like a tree. The writers are the roots. You might say, oh, well, see, executives, they have the money. They can fund this. They can fund that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, of course, there's always people like that. But I'm talking about the writers. Without the writers, look at the late night show hosts. The late night show hosts, a combined maybe upwards to 50 million followers on YouTube. The viewership, they're finished. They're reposting a whole bunch of old videos just for the views and everything. But everything else has grind to a halt. It's not only movies. It's the late night show hosts. It's everyone. And without their writers, it's finished. And so it's always, and it always comes back to the executives. The executives of, of course, Apple, the executives of Tesla or whatever big companies are out there who profit by the billions, but they don't take care of the people at the roots. Because these executives, sure, they have fun. They do this, they do that, all that other bullshit. But you're not taking care of your roots. If you don't take care of your roots, you have no tree. And that's exactly what's happening right now. So going back to this audio, if you're an executive and you really don't give a fuck, well, to be honest with you, that is the first time where I ended up quitting a job. I remember that they made this sorry ass teacher, the head teacher at my job. 
And I still remember when I was at the printer and I was so angry because I was literally laid off from this company, Toshiba, as a matter of fact. Fuck you, Toshiba, by the way. It's the Thailand plant out here. And I had been teaching there and everything. And the next thing you know, I was laid off. And they were like, oh, sorry, uh, they, they want another teacher there. And I was shocked. I could not believe it. And I said, what? Yeah, they want another teacher there. And I'm like, what happened? And they sent them a list of things. And it was the most, it was, the I, I still have no idea why they ended up, maybe they just looked for something that they could just replace me and get another again, considering that this was a very racist part of Bangkok and it was back in 2017, a white teacher. These were the executives in marketing, the executives in HR. They didn't do it for the well-being of the students. They just said, oh, well, we don't like him. Although we haven't seen him in X amount of months, we don't like him. And so fuck him. Let's get rid of him. And I remember going to that job. And I remember I was at the printer and this fake ass head teacher that ended up being, you know, he ended up being, uh, what is it? Uh, promoted to the teacher possession. And then, uh, not, not the, what is it? The head teacher position and the head teacher before that, this guy from New Zealand was demoted. I can't believe he even remained there after that had happened. But to be honest with you, he's, uh, you know, they were talking and I was like, oh man, I really don't want to have a discussion about this. And that fake ass head teacher said, and he proved himself to try to be an executive. If you want to continue working here, we have to have a meeting. And during that meeting, and right when he said that, in my head, I quit. In my head, I was already out. I had tingling that went down my spine. Just like these workers at these plants that are being walked all over and want these bitch-ass executives to continue pushing on with production, although their lives, they could literally die. It's the same thing that happened there. But that was the most significant disrespect that I had ever encountered. And when he said that, and we went into this fake ass meeting, he's like, I don't think you're as good as you say you are. He just did not like me because I called out all the teachers in that tutorial center because they were either wife tourists, sex tourists, or pedophiles. And I didn't want to speak to any of them because you guys were parasites of society. You complained and bitched and moped about everything. And me, considering my color and considering that that job, in fact, in the executives, especially in Bangkok, they were, in fact, racist, too. And so me, I'm just like, whoa, I don't know what the, you know what? Okay. When you said, I don't think you're as good as you say you are, I'm like, bro, I got more results than you in IELTS. I got better results than you. You're saying shit that doesn't even exist you know what? There's no fighting this. And then that was one foot out the door. I started canceling a lot of classes and it sucked because towards the end of March, I wanted to have that last say and say, you know what? Fuck you, you motherfucker. Fuck, 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 fuck. That was five and a half years ago. Throughout that year, I carried that hurt, that anger, because I wanted to get at, get back at them in some way, shape, or form. But I never did. It was more about healing myself. And remember, considering where my mindset was when I got that job, that's exactly why I ended up working for such an egregious tutorial center. But I learned so much from that. And I'm very grateful because the tutorial center that I've been working at ever since then out here in Bangkok, I've never had a problem. Except there are specific branches. Let's say there are seven branches. There's one branch that doesn't really like me. Probably because I don't know if it's the color of my skin because the lady does like the Ghanaian teacher, the guy from Ghana, but she just despises me. And I'm just like, okay, well, 
I'm never going to do anything for you ever again. Never contact me. Thank you. And I've now built up my own online business to whereas I really don't give a damn about any of that anymore. So with that being said, executives, people who disrespect, people who belittle, demean, look down on others, don't give a damn about others' pockets, you're always going to be known for being the biggest dickhead in the world. Look at Elon Musk. As much as I love Tesla, he is the biggest dickhead on the planet in terms of what he did with Twitter employees, in terms of what he does with Tesla employees. He does not give a fuck. But a lot of his little fanboys love him for all the bullshit he has done. So, like I said, execs, CEOs, work for someone who appreciates you. I'm your host, as always, over and out.